Saturday and Sunday. See PEshows.com for more details. See you at the show. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to uh, Saturday, July 31st uh, edition of Pac-Man in the Rev. Uh, the Rev is not going to be in today. He is actually on a small vacation taking care of some things he needed to outside the studio. So uh, uh, it's just going to be me here today and uh, being the uh, the hardcore right-leaning uh, hardliner Gen Xer that I am, I'm going to do my best to... Uh, to keep things uh, on the less extreme side that my better half, the Reb, usually does for me. Um, but anyway, if you've been listening to our show for the last couple weekends, we've been talking primarily about a timeline of events of things that you can expect to happen in the near future. Um, predictions that we made, everything from you know new mandates and regarding the Delta variant of this uh, virus and the pandemic resurgence and and those type of things. But uh, for today, I wanted to do things a little bit differently and just kind of step back and do a recap of the first part of the year. I mean, tomorrow is August 1st. That means we are over almost seven months through 2021 already and one of the fastest years in my opinion that I've seen fly by not because uh, not because of anything grandiose happening but just because there's so much chaos and so much uh, so much things going on right now that are so screwed up that you can't really keep your head on straight when you're trying to figure it all out but uh, um, you know we're gonna go we're gonna go back uh, actually even a little bit further than 2021 we're gonna go back to the uh, to the elections in November, and you know we all know the the chaos that surrounded those elections, uh, particularly as a result of the pandemic. Uh, it was used as an excuse to implement all kinds of new policies and procedures as far as how elections are handled. Uh, multiple states ended up uh, with internal lawsuits for violating their own state's constitutions about how elections would. Uh, would proceed. We saw, we saw extension dates for mail-in ballots and this and that. And uh, you know, all of the all of the fraud around that election that is being investigated. That aside, uh, leading up to that investigation, you know, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of really nasty stuff coming out of the left that was designed to convince people that they needed to get Trump out of office. And and the main reason for this was we had, up until the pandemic really took its hold, according to the numbers that we were given in early 2020, we had... Uh, we had a pretty prosperous nation in the works. We had one of the best thriving economies that we had ever had. We had a, a market that was trading at, uh, at a 10,000-point increase from the beginning of the Trump administration, which, uh, you know, was actually not uh, – was, 
you know, according to the left, when you put it in into percentage numbers, was uh, not as impressive as uh, as Obama's rise in the stock market from the beginning of his term to the end of his eight years, because he had an eleven thousand point increase, which was a fifty percent, a little bit more than fifty percent increase from where he started out. Whereas Trump, who only had uh, only had a 30% increase or a 100% increase for Obama, a 50% increase for Trump. But mind you, same exact numbers, everything went up by about 10,000 to 11,000 points in the, in the market. So, so those, so what they were doing was they were manipulating the representation of the numbers, kind of like the saying that, uh, you can say this town that has a thousand people in it had, had two murders take place. So, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was 0.2%, you know, violent crime versus this town that had a hundred thousand people in it only had 20 murders. Well, yeah. So you could say that that was only one, you know, 0.1%. So this town is a safer town, but the end result was the numbers were higher. So they were manipulating the numbers to try to make it look like, like what Trump had succeeded in this country was not very impressive. And also the things that they couldn't, that they couldn't, uh, that they couldn't bring down, that they couldn't uh, manipulate to look bad. They did what Democrats do best, and that was accept the, uh, you know, try to pass the uh, the credit on that over to Obama, you know, and uh, and pass all the negative things that happened the same way they do did during the Obama administration. You know, everything for eight years, everything was Bush's fault. Um, so anyway. So they, uh, they besides those type of things, we had a lot of things that would come out that were designed to convince people that uh, the, the Democrats held better solutions and better answers for the plights of the people. Um, I'll give you an example of that. We have, uh, you know, when, when they were throwing absolute heyday fits about what was happening on the southern border of this nation, uh, talking about people that were, you know, overcrowded detention centers, talking about, uh, you know, mass, massive influxes of people being uh, turned away at the border, that they tried to pass that off as being a, uh, you know, a xenophobic move by the Trump administration. And, and I'll give you an example of that. Uh, during the campaign trail, now this was after Harris had already dropped out of her presidential campaign, because we all know what a dismal failure that was, but she was selected to be the vice president. President uh, uh, ele- or vice presidential candidate to Joe Biden, Kamala Harris sat down in an interview and she said, "Imagine a mother who makes a decision to pay a coyote to transport her child across the entire country of Mexico. She does this because she believes for that child to stay where they currently are is a worse option." Says, but what does this president do? Now she was referring to Trump. He virtually looks those children. He looks at those children and says, "Go back to where you came from." This was designed to uh, to paint a uh, a xenophobic, uh, racist, anti-immigration image on Trump. Uh, but mind you, when after elected, one of the first speeches that she said in one of the first speeches she gave, she said. To the folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border, do not come. Do not come. She repeated that twice. Do not come. 
the United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our borders. Now, mind you, those were things that Trump tried for months to get the funding to do was secure our borders, improve the processing of people that were in detention centers to create a clearer pathway through uh, through to the immigration process. We're going to continue with this as soon as we come back from the break. Most people think they can't afford to invest in gold and silver. But at the Patriot Trading Group, we believe that everyone should have the opportunity to own hard assets. That's why we created our Preferred Metals Program. You can get started for as little as $100 a month. Go to allamericangold.com and click on our Preferred Metals icon to learn how you can get started today. Or call us at 800-951-0592, the Patriot Trading Group, allamericangold.com. Hi, folks. J.D., the Colorado Deplorable here, and I want to tell you about EnviroShapes Concrete, a local veteran-owned company doing business along the Front Range for over 30 years. You can email them at EnviroShapes at gmail.com or call or text them at 303-775-7926. That's 303-775-7926. EnviroShapes does every job like it's their own home. Hi folks, Larry Elder here. Thanks for listening to my show each weekday from 5 to 8 p.m. Have you heard how much KHNC, the roar of the Rockies, has grown? A new lineup, big signal, and a rapidly growing audience. If you own a business and would like to reach a conservative, patriotic, northern Colorado audience in a very affordable way, contact my friends at KHNC, 970-587-5003, or email them at air at khnc.net and tell them Larry sent you. My name is Corporal Bradley Joseph Seitz. Jerry Reed. Kate Weber. These are real veterans facing a real challenge. I have PTSD. And I have PTSD. I have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder can happen to anyone. I was still in a war zone in my mind. But treatment can turn your life around. Treatment has really saved my life. To learn about PTSD and how treatment can help you, Call your local VA medical center or visit ptsd.va.gov. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, you know, that, uh, that song there uh, is a ZZ Top classic, and, uh, you know, our uh, condolences to ZZ Top and the family members of the band members. As we know, their legendary bassist passed away a couple days ago in his sleep at the age of 72, um, a legend that will be missed. Uh, anyway, back to uh, back to what I was saying here. So, you know, the, the, the Democrats are well known for creating crisis and then promising to fix them in a way to convince the people that they need a change. This is this would be very similar to me going and lighting your house on fire and then telling you, hey, I've got a solution to that, even though I'm the one who created that problem. But anyway, so what that leads to is the ultimate pandering that we see from Democrats whenever they're in whenever they're vying for office versus what they do and how they act when they're in office. Now, Trump made a lot of campaign promises. A lot of people make a lot of campaign promises when they're trying to get elected. Uh, Are they all possible to achieve? No, absolutely not. But the reality is is that Trump made a conscious effort 
to achieve as many of the campaign promises as he gave to the people to get elected. He worked on the immigration problems. He promised border security. He promised new trade deals. He promised a whole bunch of things along the way that he managed to accomplish. Tax breaks for the people, which we're going to get into in a minute here. But, uh, you know, the the pandering left also, uh, you know, for four years, they were telling people, and they've been doing this for longer than four years, but they, they were quiet about it during the Obama administration, very vocal about it in the uh, in under the Trump administration, was crippling student loan debts. This was another big hot topic, primarily brought forth by, uh, by the infamous socialist Barry Sanders and, uh, and his wannabe cohort Elizabeth Warren, who, uh, who made that a very huge topic of their potential presidential campaign runs in, uh, in early 2020, late, uh, late 2019. They were focusing on things like, you know, taxing, taxing the rich, taxing the corporations, taxing, uh, you know, taxing the capital gains so that they could use that money to pay off student loans and debts, uh, you know, offering incentives of up to $50,000 in debt relief for, uh, for people who have student loans. And, you know, what was interesting about that, what most people probably didn't catch was in the beginning of the Trump administration, when when Betsy DeVoe was nominated to be the uh, Secretary of Education, if anybody remembers watching the live interviews of, uh, of her hearings for her appointments, when, you know, where the, uh, where the opposing Senate uh, members on the committees get to ask them questions, one of the questions that was proposed to her was what was her plan to stop to deal with the increasing amount of fraud that was occurring in the student federal loan program that colleges were manipulating to get more money out of the federal loan program that that bill was then being passed off to the students that those loans were were underwritten to. And what I don't think a lot of people thought at the time was that whole entire program, that federal student loan assistance program, was implemented by the previous administration. It was implemented by the Obama Department of Education, by his pick for Secretary of Education. This was passed off onto the people as a as a good alternative to getting private student loans. And why was that? Because we will offer you one, on average, 1% less interest than what the private businesses do. Well, there's a catch to it, guys. I don't know if you know much about the, uh, the legal ramifications of federal money, but there are certain things that in the event that you have find yourself in the unfortunate situation where you have to file bankruptcy, um, there are no debt relief programs for federal financial assistance. Uh, any type of loan, any type of money that you owe the IRS, any type of money that is borrowed from a federal loan assistance program like the federal student loan uh, program, or any money that is a court-ordered injunction against you are not, are not viable for bankruptcy protection. Uh, sorry, speaking a little weird here, uh, bankruptcy protection. So what that means is that 
the same problem existed that existed before this program was put in place, and that was students borrowing hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to school, coming out of school and not being able to find jobs in their field or not being able to find suitable jobs for paying these massive amounts of debt back of this money that they borrowed. That problem was going on way before the student loan, the new federal student loan program, which the federal student loan program didn't address that problem. It didn't change the uh, the job availability for new graduates, but what it did do was it eased the tension of uh, – eased the requirements of people needing to borrow money to go to school. So just about anybody could qualify for federal loan assistance programs for education. Problem was being a federal loan meant – there was no way that you could abolish that debt if you ran into the same circumstances that everybody else had run into in the past with borrowing massive amounts of money was finding a position within their chosen career path that uh, gave them the opportunity to pay those loans back. Well, so a lot of those people who filed bankruptcy, yes, it was hard on their credit. Yes, it wasn't good for the financial institutions to borrow them the money, but it gave, it gave people an opportunity to reset federal student loan borrowed money did not. Um, I've known people that have owed money on their uh, on their federal student loans for years, and if they're not kept up to date or they default, they lose things like their tax their tax refunds and tax credits all get absorbed by the Department of Education. Uh, federal loans that need to be replay, repaid allow the liquidation of personal assets and things like that. So these people found themselves not in debt to private institutions that they had laws in place to protect them from from malicious recovery, they found themselves in debt to the federal government. Um, so anyway, that was kind of a, a, a long path to get to this. Biden made a promise to the people that they were going to implement a student loan forgiveness program uh, to try to ease the burden of these students. And basically what it was, it was a promise that the federal government would wipe out debts that people owed to the federal government. Um, very similar in you saying, well, you know, you borrowed $100 to your neighbors and then you just told your neighbors, you know, don't worry about it. It's just, it's, forget about it. Uh, anyway, this encouraged young people across America, which already have a very distorted view about how how the government works, because of either their uh, either their indoctrination in schooling in the schooling that they received, which could have played a very large role into the federal government providing this financial aid to get more people into college because we all know uh, we all know what the agenda of these universities has been like for the last twenty years but uh um, so the the student loan forgiveness idea that Biden put out there convinced all these young people that you know once again here was a crisis that existed long before Trump but it was a crisis that the democrats made a point of focusing on and and making it as as bad sounding as they possibly could so they could promise to fix it and all and these hundreds of thousands and millions of students that are in student that have student loan debt some of them went so far as to discontinue paying on their student loan debts because they thought they were going to be given a big fat check to pay all of that off. So they didn't even they didn't even continue paying. Ones that were on time, paying on time, keeping up with track, followed the promises by this Democratic uh, administration, and they actually stopped making payments on their loans. Um, 
And then a few short months into it, the Biden administration came out and said, we're dropping the student loan uh, forgiveness programs. So, you know, not only did these people put themselves in serious uh, in back payment situations by not paying their loans, all these people that were hoping for that voted for this hope for relief uh, promised by the left basically got a big fat check of zero. Um, you know, this this is not an uncommon occurrence amongst amongst Democrat administrations. Back in uh, 2012, when uh, Obama was running for re-election, uh, one of the biggest things he did was he went on a public – he went on a, a publicized private – it was a private – him in a single room. It wasn't a, it wasn't a press release, but it was out to the nation. So it looked more personal and more heart-to-heart and told people that the Obama administration stands firmly behind the rights of gay Americans. And uh, – and after he was elected, this created a, pr- a pretty solid support base of the LGBT communities for President Obama at the time. And uh, it took less than three days after he got reelected before a press release came out and said, gay rights will not be a focus of this, ter- of this administration's second term. So again, a lot of pandering, a lot of promises that they immediately turn around and then shelf these promises. So so we we see this trend of these concerns happening that these are only these social concerns that these people have are fueled and fanned by the Democrats every 4 years basically every time the a major election comes up and they need to pander for votes and then they're put back on the shelf or they're thrown back under the bus until they need to pull them out 4 years later for the same thing. So Back to creating crises that don't need to exist, but the reason behind them, okay, so Trump has a booming economy, a super low unemployment rate, record low minority unemployment rates, record low female unemployment rates. Uh, We were seeing businesses, mass profits from businesses, household medium incomes, wage in medium wage incomes rising faster than inflation for the first time in decades the increase in pay that people were receiving from their jobs was increasing faster than the cost of living folks that's that's been a big deal for the left for years is that the cost of living is exceeding but dang it that minimum wage isn't going up and these and these things are not uh, you know everything's getting more expensive but we're making the same that's been that's been a driving focus of their campaigns for the last several decades well trump for the first time had people's wages increasing faster than the cost of living uh you know these were if you had all these situations in your back pocket more disposable household income than families had had in the previous 12 years uh if you know if those conditions existed why would you ever want to change them well you wouldn't and that's what the democrats realized they needed crisis because only minds that are clamoring for change will seek change. So why would they vote for anybody but Trump if they were all having successful, prosperous lives? Um, So they had to change all that. Um, And lo and behold, here comes this pandemic, which we're really going to tear into uh, into the costs of some of this towards the bottom half of the hour. But I want to I want to run out a few other things that have happened since this administration took over. 
one of the first things was the second Biden was sworn in on January 20th, he already had 27 executive orders sitting in front of his desk that were designed, uh, that were already pre-written before he had even taken office. Now, this man wouldn't even leave his house to go on the campaign trail, and we're going to believe that he, between his his miraculous win on uh, on in November of the year before, that he wrote these executive orders himself, that these had anything to do with his plans for the country. Uh, it, that's just not the case. One of those executive orders was a massive one uh, to concerns of a lot of people on both the right and left had to do with uh, medical medical prescription drug costs. Um, one particular was an executive order that Trump put in place that limited the cost of insulin and EpiPens to a certain max price. Um, <clears throat> this was a big deal. Uh, I've been a, I've been a type one diabetic for 20 for 31 years now. And, uh, I can tell you the cost of insulin has seen some of the most explosive gains in uh, in inflation and expense, yet this is something that has had almost zero modification done to it in the last three decades. So without any more research and development going into increasing the cost of the design of insulin, the inflation of it went through the roof. Folks, we're going to go on another quick break, and then we're going to get right back after this. Be careful when you're dealing with a conspiracy theorist. You may end up with a whole lot more truth than you're used to handling. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. The Bible says you shall not murder. And everyone knows abortion is murder, right? But the pro-life industry tells us it's not murder. If the baby's heartbeat can't be heard, it's not murder if you wait three days. Or if the abortionist has the proper paperwork on file with the state. But it is murder. Join Colorado Right to Life and act to stop abortion now and to end it for all time. Search Colorado Right to Life right now to find out how. That's Colorado Right to Life right now. Do you ever wake up and feel like there should be someone to run your errands? We want to get things done, but just don't have enough time. Many of us hire concierge services like dog walkers or food and grocery delivery. Why should your insurance needs be any different? At Badger Insurance Advisors, we act as your concierge for all things insurance, pairing quotes and prices and recommending the best insurance for your needs. Call or text us today at 303-359-1799 or check us out at badgerinsuranceadvisors.com. Eat a cow, eat a cow, cause it's good for you. Eat a cow, eat a cow, it's a thing that goes. Back the truck up. Where are you going to get 10% off 20 pounds or more of Chuck Short Ribs? Meet America, locally raised, dry-aged beef. Call 970-759-9217 or go to meetamericainc at gmail.com. That's M-E-E-T, americainc at gmail.com. Back the truck up. Look at all the cows in the slaughterhouse yard. Gotta hit them in the head. Gotta hit them real hard. First you gotta clean it, then the butcher cuts it up. Throws it on a scale, throws an eyeball in a cup. And get 10% off of 20 pounds or more of Chuck Short Ribs. Once again, 10% off 20 pounds or more of Chuck Short Ribs right now at 970 759 
1-800-242-9217 and meetamericainc at gmail.com. Due to the responses to our Ostrafarian CBD commercial, here's a message from Arnold. I don't know what the big deal is. I just try to use a little accent and sell some CBD and people get all upset at me. I just want to sell CBD. Buy CBD now. Now. Buy it now. To buy our fine, my kind CBD products, just go to the website, 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop. I told you so. We here at KHNC are looking for new conspiracy theories because all the old ones have become fact. This has been a public service announcement from KHNC. back uh pac-man in the rev show pac-man flying solo here today uh you know just trying to throw some facts and some pointers out there so i don't uh, go off the deep end on the air like i want to every weekend uh you know so we're talking about uh, uh what has happened in the first seven months um well we talked about the uh we talked about the inflation increase um, increasing at a slower pace than the wage increases under Trump well that obviously took a dramatic turn uh, in the last seven months uh, we saw inflation on everything from lumber to fuel to uh, to food costs to every I mean everything has seen an inflation car rentals are up 86 percent I mean that's you know it's insane what's going across the board but um, one thing that is one thing that nobody is answering the question about is why why are these things going up usually the cost of materials goes up in relation to the demand for that material versus the ability to supply that material but that's not the case here oil reserves are pretty full most oil uh, most oil production around the world is at full capacity uh lumber yards and uh lumber mills are sitting with parking lots and storage facilities with lumber stacked to the roof um food costs that's ridiculous farmers are actually being paid to destroy crops there's so much there's so much available out there that they can't justify these high prices if they were able to actually supply at full capacity so <coughs> farmers are being paid to destroy crops and farmers who refuse to do so are taking a penalty on what they can sell those crops for at open market um, shipping yards shipping yards that supply the world with all of the different supplies that are manufactured across the globe are sitting with containers and and, uh, and product stacked to the ceiling in these shipping yards not because they're understaffed not because they're not able to ship them but a lot of these shipping yards have received standing directives to let it sit I, I've watched videos of people taking selfies with their phone self vlogs with their phone people who work these docks walking around showing orders that have been sitting around for a month or longer uh, on these let it sit orders and they and they are telling you we are not understaffed we are capable of getting these products out getting these orders out getting these shipments to their destinations but we're being told not to uh so you know we saw we're seeing inflation rising for no viable reason and now 
We're seeing, uh, you know, and then what was one of the major executive orders was the stopping of the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, this was uh, this was presented as something they were going to do to appease all of the environmentalists, which the left, again, has manufactured these massive environmental crises. There are changes in the climate. There are changes in the environment happening. There are things in the environment that are not very good. We have billions of tons of trash in the oceans, those type of things. Those are environmental crises. But this was about CO2 emissions and the attack on, on fossil fuel and that industry. Uh, so shut down the pipeline. Uh, give you some numbers about this to give you an idea of how, uh, how backwards thinking this is. So they were concerned about they want to switch to renewable energy because fossil fuels is damaging the environment with CO2 emissions and greenhouse gas emissions. Well, here's some statistics for you. That pipeline, that barrel pipeline that is run electrically, by the way, the pumps on it are run by, electri by electricity, was capable of moving 830,000 barrels of oil from the Canadian uh, uh, the Canadian shale, shale oil uh, fields to processing plants in Texas, uh, holding facilities in uh, – to shorten the distance between holding facilities in Oklahoma. Anyway, 830,000 barrels a day. So what's the alternative now? That oil's still being made. It's still being bought. It's still in demand. But now it has to be transported by oil tanker trunks, trucks. So let me give you some numbers here. Your average oil truck can hold 192 barrels. To tell you what that means, that means it would take 4,322 truckloads of oil to make it the distance of the pipeline can move in a single day. 4,322 trucks a day, making the 1,170-mile one-way trip. Those trucks average six miles to the gallon, so to make that one-way trip, each one of those 4,322 trucks is going to burn 196 gallons of diesel fuel, uh, 393 to make the round trip. Uh, so that means single, one-way, per day to transport the same amount of energy of oil that's going through that pipeline is now going to take 850,000 gallons of burnt diesel every single day. Uh, 1.7 million gallons if you want to count the round trip. Uh, so, you know, but the concern is uh, we want to slow down the consumption of, of uh, fossil fuels because we're concerned about greenhouse gas emissions. Well, no, what we're really doing is we're killing the dependency, the independence on American energy that we had, and we're transitioning it back to overseas, which comes with its own costs, because not only does it make us the victim of companies and organizations like OPEC uh, and the Euro European Union that helped to set oil pricing, they are also considering making their standard currency for oil pricing to be the Chinese yuan, which means they're pulling away from the American dollar, which used to be the standard for setting the cost of fuel, and wanting to go to the Chinese yuan, particularly because China is rapidly becoming the largest increase uh, user of fossil fuels. <clears throat> so we now have dependency back on that on foreign oil. 
that is under control of foreign agencies, that is wanting to use a foreign currency as the new standard for uh, setting the price of their oil, which means we would have to exchange our money into wands to be able to purchase oil from these people. And all of that money that is going to the Middle East to buy oil from these countries that have been massive supporters of terrorists, you know, Middle Eastern warlords, untold amounts of violence and destruction on their own people, on their their enemies, you know, all this money going back into the Middle East, making Middle East the zone of conflict once again that it didn't need to be. Uh, so, yeah, so that was Biden's move on the oil, you know, with the pipeline and that type of stuff, which, by the way, for all you eco-freaks out there that think that this is a good move, you cannot build your renewable energy networks without fossil fuels. You need to forge the parts for your products. You need to be able to to build the infrastructure to do all those things which require massive amounts of fossil fuels. Well, if you want to eventually achieve your goal of getting away by, from fossil fuels, you're slowing it down when you increase the cost of gas because that's making your renewable energy foundations that you want to build that much more expensive along the way. So anyway... Stepping aside from that, now we're going to go into his taxes that he had talked about. Uh, originally, it was just proposed tax hikes on capital gains and corporations, which, of course, made all the people who don't have investments and don't own corporations excited. But that's because short-sightedness wins out again. They don't see things like the cost of uh, the increased cost of production, the increased cost to operations, which always goes to the consumer. If a company can't pay its bills, it's going to go to the consumer. It's not going to go to the company. And what those do is they result in two key factors, jobs being lost because that's the quickest way for a company to save revenue and products costing more money. Uh, we're going to come back right after this break and finish this one out. Are you an expert in your field? Do you want to educate your fellow man? Or have you always just wanted to be on the radio? Here at 1360 KHNC, you can do just that by hosting your own radio show. Looking to grow your business or share your thoughts and opinions or simply bragging to your friends that you have your own radio show. For more information, call us at 970-587-5003 or email us at contact at 1360khnc.com. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. 
Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners, family owned and operated since 1970. We use the latest non-toxic green cleaning systems and state-of-the-art tensioning units to assure a quality and consistent finish. Located in Severance and Fort Collins, from wedding gowns to sleeping bags, we do it all. For info and directions, call us at 970-775-0623. Again, 970-775-0623. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, you know, we're uh, getting there. We're going through this quick. We've only got 15 minutes left in this uh, this edition of the show, so I'm going to try to run through these numbers a little bit faster here. Uh, so we uh, we were talking about the taxes. You know, not only does, does uh, Obama – or sorry, uh, I should say Obama 2.0, but not only does the Biden administration want to send – Billions of American dollars overseas to foreign oil companies. Now they want to send businesses overseas. Uh, that's not a direct statement, but that is the result of corporate tax hikes. Businesses, this is, we're an international planet now. We're not just a, a countries doing business within their own countries, which means it is not any more impactful for a business to open its doors in Switzerland than it is for it to open its doors in uh, in California or in Texas or, you know, or in Colombia. It doesn't make a difference because they can still do their global international business. They don't have to be located next to their customers anymore. So, these companies are going to move to places that offer more tax-friendly, less red tape areas to open and conduct business in. Um, so we're going to see jobs going overseas again. We're going to see businesses going overseas again. We're going to see decreases in American investments in companies and, and industry. We already saw that. Several automotive companies have planned on opening plants in, uh, in, in America, including Ford and a couple others, as soon as – the Obama administration uh, weaseled their way into the White House and started talking about corporate tax hikes. All those programs have been suspended. They've all been canceled or they've been put on hold uh, to see what's going to happen with the environment, uh, in the environment of uh, of the politics of it all, not the, not the environment environment. But, yeah, so as far as the rest of the taxes go, the Biden administration has no plans. He promised all Americans, you make under $400,000 a year, you will not see any tax increases. That is a lie. Uh, and we, they know it's a lie. That's why they plan to keep the Trump tax cut of 2017 active through its full five-year completion uh, until it expires because they currently do not have a plan to recover the amount of money you're going to lose when those tax benefits that Trump put in place go away. They have no plan in effect to keep your taxes from going up when this program expires. In fact, they, they came out and openly said, well, three more years is a long time, so hopefully we can come up with something by then. They made that public. They're, they're, not even, they're not even trying to hide that. So uh, the last thing I wanted to close on was when we were talking about earlier when I said an executive order that caused a rise in or eliminated the price break points for insulin and EpiPens. Uh, mind you, in that same exact time frame, he also signed an order purchasing 
500 million vaccines, COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, I shouldn't say COVID-19 vaccines because COVID-19 isn't the name of this this disease. COVID-19 is what this disease causes. Uh, what it really is is it's the SARS, uh, uh, SARS corona, you know, uh, the novel SARS, uh, novel Corona SARS nineteen virus. Um, it's a, uh, but anyway. So purchased made made drug prices for Americans go up, and purchased five hundred million vaccines to send around to other countries in the world. Um, what is the financial impact of that? Well, let me tell you. Um, you know, you as an individual may be able to go out and get that vaccine for free, but that vaccine is not free. Moderna. Pfizer, Biotech, AstraZeneca, uh, Johnson & Johnson, they are not doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. They are making money off of this, and they are charging governments. I will give you an example here. Um, so South Africa, for example, they reportedly pay $5.25 per dose for the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, which is actually more than twice what AstraZeneca is selling the uh, vaccine to the European Union for at $2.15 a dose. Now, when you're talking about the Pfizer biotech and the, Mo and the Moderna vaccines, now you're talking about something that's really making a company billions of dollars. Uh, the EU is paying less for the vaccine than the U.S. is. Uh, Pfizer biotech uh, vaccine is being sold to the American government at $14.70 a dose. Uh, or, sorry, that's what it's being sold to Europe for. It's being sold to America at $19.50 a dose. Uh, so... Uh, the Moderna vaccine is about the same thing, uh, a little bit reversed, $15 a dose in the U.S., $18 a dose in the EU. They say that the contribution governments made towards the vaccine research is the explanation for the price differences. Um, it sounds to me like they're really just trying to take advantage of what the market can bear. Um, and they're in cahoots, so, you know, Pfizer's telling Moderna, hey, you sell this one for more expensive, I'll sell this one for less. And then over here, I'll make up that difference by selling this one for more expensive, you sell this one for less. But anyway, uh, here's the thing. Those are what those companies consider to be pandemic pricing. That's their wholesale cost on those vaccines that the government is paying for with your tax dollars and not only paying for yours, but also paying for all the ones they're sending to every other country in the world. Uh, anyway, this was from, uh, you know, they're saying that these new, uh, these new vaccines, as the time goes on, the two vaccines may be seen as pricey front runners, uh, which means... They're planning on increasing these doses. Uh, here we go. We're go I'm going to read you something from D'Amelio, uh, who is the Pfizer CFO. Uh, Frank D'Amelio described Pfizer's $19.50 dose price as pandemic pricing. And that's not a normal price like we typically get for 100, uh, $150 to $175 a dose. D'Amelio said just a bit later during the call, now, let's go beyond a pandemic pricing environment, the environment we're currently on. Obviously, we're going to get more on price. And clearly, to your point, the more volume we put through our factories, the lower unit costs will come. So clearly, there's a significant opportunity for those margins to improve once we get beyond the pandemic environment that we're in. Now, 
Moderna has indicated that it will raise the prices of its as well when the pandemic ends, anticipating that COVID-19 will be endemic, meaning that this disease is going to be like the flu. It's going to be around every year. You are not going to vaccinate it out of existence. So these companies are already planning on what they're going to charge you for their ineffective vaccines that you're going to need to take year after year after year after year. Uh, This is not a go get the shot and you're safe from COVID. Not only are you still going to get it, not only are we about to face massive mandates across the country regarding uh, this new variant, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes right after this break. The Federal Reserve is in control of our money, but lately control is the last word you would use to describe the Fed. Emergency rate cuts, huge increases in their balance sheet, the constant blowing of bubbles and boom and bust cycles that just leave most of us busted. I'm Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading Group, and we have been protecting people's wealth for almost 25 years. Stop playing the Fed's game and get your wealth protected. Call us at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. Recover Now is a national campaign aimed at the education and awareness of the devastating effects of opioid and heroin abuse and curbing drug and alcohol addiction in the United States. Recover Now is sponsored by treatment facilities nationwide. Many of them have been where you are, and they want to help by spreading a message of hope and recovery. They're working hand-in-hand with major insurance companies nationwide that can help you or loved one get clean in 7 to 30 days. Recover Now is embarking on a national outreach campaign on TV and radio to promote anti-addiction messages. So if you, a loved one, or someone you know has a problem with drugs or alcohol, do not wait. A new life for you could be 30 days away. Call us right now. I promise this call can change your life. Sponsored by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. 800-303-4607. 800-303-4607. That's 800-303-4607. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com We've only got a couple minutes. Uh, I mean, this hour flew by. Um, so, you know, we are, we, this is a disease that these manufacturers are predicting to be endemic, which means this isn't going away. 
Um, so the question is, are we going to be locked down every time a new variant comes in? Are we going to allow the economy to go through another crushing blow of businesses not being allowed to operate, not uh, you know, you not being allowed to leave your house except for essential things, and even if they allow that this time, who knows where they're going? I will tell you that a tweet came out from uh, from Jack. Uh, I'm going to mess this name up. It's P-O-S-O-B-I-E-C. Uh, he's a senior editor at Human Events. Uh, he's a former military intel officer um, and a China analyst. He said uh, this was the tweet that he gave out. He said, and I quote, White House chatter is that lockdowns for Delta variant are all but a done deal. Virtually all blue states are cooperating with the White House CDC. They're aiming for late second week of August per a White House official. Uh, lockdowns are in plan. You know, we're, we're, they're going to take it all back. Uh, they're, they're backpedaling. Uh, they needed to uh, allow us to get out and about so that uh, they could turn around and start blaming non-vaccinated people and, uh, and all those non-compliant people out there. Uh, so anyway, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing uh, we're, this, is, this is the rebuild America better um, that the Biden campaign promised. And, and mind you, they only need to rebuild America better because they tore it down. That's what happened. You know, they lit the fire that burned down your house, and now they want to rebuild it for you and want you to consider them a hero for doing so. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't caught my drift, uh, we are losing. We are losing big time. Uh, the only people who are going to come out of this okay are going to be the government, the people that are in charge, the wealthy who can step outside of the box and outside of the system. Um, you know, people like Bezos spending billions of dollars to go spend 10 minutes in space while most of us are trying to figure out how we're going to put the next tank of gas in our car. Those are the people, the people who live above and outside the system are going to get through this. We're not. We're not unless we do something. We unless we do go after that unity that they want, but against them. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a fan of this of any of this. And uh, if you're still listening to me, if you're still listening to Pac-Man, I'm going to assume you're not either because uh, because I, you know, I'm not a moderate right. I'm not a moderate conservative. That's a term that was thrown out there so that people could feel good about uh, still about still trying to claim they're conservatives uh, because far-right conservatives have been labeled extremists and people don't want to be called extremists. They're giving in to the name-calling and, and the bullying and the badgering. That's not my case. I, I've got no problem telling people I am not a moderate conservative. I am far leaning on the right, and uh, and this administration and these liberal values and these socialist values are absolutely destroying this nation. Uh, even the president of France said that, said we cannot allow the leftist ideals that are destroying America to infiltrate our country. He told that in a public speech to his own people. Um, you know, so – you know, if the world sees what's happening, uh, you can't you can't not see it. I mean, we we are an absolute joke. Every country has moved forward with its aggressive nature uh, plans that the Trump administration basically had put a, a halt to because he told the world we're not going to tolerate this crap. Well, now we got a White House that's for sale again. Uh, folks, I love you. I'm going to talk to you next weekend. The Rev will be back. God bless and take care.
you love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animated contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsel nor your arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains be set lightly upon you, and may posterity forget that you were ever our countrymen. Samuel Adams. Hi, it's Matt from Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions. Give me a call at 970-578-9821. No matter your skill level, I can create a course using a state-of-the-art firearms training simulator that's currently in use by law enforcement and military personnel. You don't have to use any of your ammo, and I bring the training to you. I have over 900 interactive training simulations, as well as shooting competitions and skill builders. So whether you're looking to protect yourself and family, if your church security team is looking to train, or you and your friends want to get together for some competitive fun, give Unfair Advantage Defense Solutions a call at 970-578-9821. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, 